0: Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the GMB Show. Now, before we, get, we begin, I actually want to thank all of my listeners out there. We received some really great feedback and some comments uh, about the wonderful guests that we've had on the show. And we couldn't do this without great, great great people coming on the show and today we have another wonderful person that's joined with us joining with us today and today we have Vincent and Vincent people here with us how you doing man
1: very good yourself
0: great I'm wonderful today uh, I want to just brief brief introduction about Vincent Vincent actually it's interesting he and I uh, I don't know how far back uh, we've communicated. This is actually the first time we've talked in this format before, but way back on your first book, uh, I remember reading your first book, and then I had the privilege, of course, and the pleasure to writing the foreword to your new book that we'll be talking a little bit about today. Um, Could you tell us just a little bit about yourself, a little bit of background, and then we can get into the meat of the topic for today?
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, f- first of all, I'm super happy, super excited to be here. Thank you so much for the Thank opportunity. You. Thank you. I've always been a, a big fan, actually, uh, of GMB. So uh, it's an honor. And uh, well, a bit about myself. Um, basically, I do two, two things in life, um, one of which is having a weird pronunciation with English sometimes. (laughs) I think
0: it's wonderful, no problem, yeah.
1: Well, you know, maybe you guys will have uh, Ryan translating it for you at some point. (laughs) Or you know, closed captioning brought to you There you
0: go. Uh,
1: But yeah, basically I do two things. Uh, I'm a writer, so I've been publishing about a dozen books, um, but most of them are published in French. Um, and these include uh, actually both fiction and non-fiction so I do write novels and I'm actually working on screenplays right now. And I've been writing books for about 10 years I'd say and I'm also a um, what we call ADD in French uh, art du déplacement or parkour instructor. So I co-founded the uh, ADD Academy of Quebec or the parkour academy uh, set in Quebec City in Canada but I travel uh, uh, in a bunch of different countries and coach a bit and I, I actually wrote two books on the subject so this is what we're going to be talking about.
0: Well, great intro and you know uh, just simply the fact that you are writing and a damn good writer. Uh, I haven't read any of your books in French obviously I don't speak French at all. Um, that's why I was so nervous about pronouncing uh, your last name but um The books that you have written, a lot of people might hear that you've written a book about parkour and think that it's specifically focused on the actual application, uh, the drills, the movements, and things. When actually, it's not. Um, it's it's the philosophy really of parkour, and that is what really drew me in. Not just to your first book, but also when I was reading the draft of your second one. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, when I when I wrote to you about this I said I, it felt like kind of uh, Miyamoto Musashi's The Book of Five Rings and that it wasn't just a okay this is how you do it and here's the steps to something but little snapshots in time of philosophies which you could pull out and and use depending on where you are in your particular parkour practice which I think is wonderful and so you know which leads me uh, to asking this question is, what was really the inspiration for writing this book and the way that you did it?
1: Uh, as a matter of fact, you are entirely right about the fact that, uh, no, these books are not about uh, techniques proper. They're not about, um, say, I think I think uh, you've probably seen uh, another book recently about uh, strength training, strength power training or something yeah, like that. Ryan, have, by Ryan, it, yeah, yeah, Ryan, yeah,
0: uh, Ryan Fords, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, they've been on the show, right?
0: Yes, yes. Ryan is actually a good friend of mine as well. Yeah, a very good book, and and so different than yours, which I think is is refreshing. But sorry to go back to your to your book though, the philosophy. Yeah,
1: I was just giving the guys a shout. I haven't read yeah. the book though, but um, really
0: neat guys, really neat guys.
1: <laughs> so I think basically there are lots of books. Well, you know, more and more uh, books on either conditioning or how to make actual vaults or movements or mm-hmm. techniques. Uh, but this is very, um, this is one layer, which is obviously very important, you know, the technical and physical aspects of our disciplines. And, and it, I said that plural, you know, disciplines, as in it could be martial arts or, or you know, something else. But the physical and technical aspects is one layer. Mm-hmm. Super important, of obviously. But there's actually uh, um, deeper richness. Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And often people, they do see parkour. Uh, You know, we live in a YouTube era or a YouTube culture, right? So people, they just see, you know, they see the movies and stuff and they see like the rooftops from rooftops, jumps and crazy stuff and some of them is very visual and very entertaining. I agree with that. It's very nice to look at. Uh, But most people don't see that this is actually just as rich as say uh, martial arts, for instance. And in martial arts, uh, everybody knows that martial arts are like centuries old, or, you know, they've been around for thousands of years in some cases. And everybody knows that the, the actual martial arts master is actually an icon of, you know, of wisdom and love and compassion and, you know, and patience and all those things, right? We know that. It's kind of part of a, it's a big cliche, but, you know, we've seen that, but... PACO is relatively recent in the history of movement. You know, well, people have been moving around forever, mm-hmm. but I mean PACO proper. And I often use the the French term for several reasons which we can talk about later if you want, but sure. often I use the term uh, Art du déplacement mm-hmm. or ADD which is an acronym mm-hmm. which so does not refer to uh, attention deficit disorder. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is so relatively recent, right? And people, they've only been uh, in touch with it, in most cases, with movies and stuff like that, and didn't not yet to see that. Um, so I think it's really important. So both both for the layman and, you know, non-practitioners alike, and for the practitioners also to develop a, uh, a deeper understanding of their art. And not only that, I also wanted a book, you know, you've been giving examples of uh, martial arts classics, for instance. And... To me, well, I just like you probably come from a martial arts background. And um, I've always found some uh, comfort in in these books. I mean, it helped me build a more uh, healthier, you know, like a general outlook in life, not just in my martial arts training. And I've actually realized that many people were not into martial arts at all. They were like businessmen or businesswomen. And inspiring, getting inspired from you know the book of Five Rings or whatever you know martial arts classics, and I sort of wanted in a very humble way, of course, but I wanted to try to give uh, people ideas for the general life, not just training.
0: And you have, and and that's why that's really why looking at the book and and um, not and again not just this recent book, but the book before, kind of I think laid the groundwork for you to be able. to to uh, follow up with with your current book but you know just like what you said and, and you know with our background in martial art and especially me over here in Japan it, it's it's not just the physical uh, aspect of it because everything that we do you know, the mental part of it plays such a huge role in it and little things like for example to just make an example in your book um, one of the sections that you have that are in, that's in there is called don't jump and and so Uh, for those of you who haven't ridden, you know, it's just looking at, you know, there's a day where you're standing on the ledge and you're looking at jumping and and all your friends around you are like, oh, you can do it, blah, 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 but maybe that's not the day for you to jump so you back off and instead you decide, no, today I'm not going to jump. And and it takes a lot of not physicality but that mental clarity for you to understand whether or not that you're ready for that, uh, you know, for that particular jump at that day you know, during that time of the day and whatnot, and like, what, like you were saying before, is being able to read and go deeper and look at some of, not just the philosophy, but, but why we do the things that we do, uh, not just in parkour, but how it can relate to everything in life and to help us bring in more of that clarity, I think, you know, you nailed it in, uh, in your book here. And so uh, when I was reading this, and even though I do enjoy doing parkour, I can see this as a book that anyone could enjoy. Uh, and again whether it be for business or whatnot like you said with the book of five rings I could see this also relating to things like that as well so um, you
1: very much. I appreciate it. I do thanks
0: <laughs> something that really uh, jumped out with me is the fact that a lot of people and you mentioned this think of parkour as just something where you jump from building to building and you do these cool tricks and then you post a video to Facebook or, or YouTube it's and all about- Videos, right? Man, you gotta get that shot. You (laughs) got, and uh, I was actually just joking about that yesterday with a few people. Yeah, you just gotta make sure it looks good on Facebook. Um, It's people are so result driven uh, in our society now, and they're constantly looking at, uh, let's say, a particular trick or something that they want to achieve. But really, it's all about the process, right? And so. It's something that you do touch on in, in one of your, uh, not even chapters, but one of your sections of your book was focusing on the process and making sure that uh, working with that is your main priority. So, you know, in terms of what you're doing, and, and in terms of your writing, and so this is actually something that kind of interests me, is that when you set out to write a book, of course you want to write the book, the entire book, but you've got to focus on the process of setting things up. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about that in regards to maybe your writing and as well as um, you know your core and teaching and your lifestyle and that.
1: Well, just just to give a bit of context for, for the guys out there and the listeners uh, who maybe haven't seen the, the first book, uh, it was a bit shorter. Actually, I might have a copy here just so that I know what we're talking about. This is the, I don't know if you guys can see that, with the cover of the English translation of the first book. I actually wrote wrote that one in French, but anyway. So, Parkour and Art de Blasma, Strength, Dignity, Community. Uh, and then I, we wrote, I wrote the, the 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 one which you were talking about right now, which is um, with a subheading called uh, Lessons in Practical Wisdom. Okay. This consists of about 90 short chapters. Okay, so this these are just like a bunch of different ideas, and some of them you can uh, apply them to you to your daily life. But maybe you can just pick any one you want at any time. It has been meant so that you can carry the book to your you know to your session in your backpack with just a couple of pages or minutes of reading you can find a bit of inspiration for the day Uh, so maybe some of the ideas we're going to explore today maybe they won't appeal to you that much today uh, or maybe some will appeal to you Um, it doesn't mean uh, it doesn't mean that it won't apply at some point at your training and I think one of the most I think you've nailed it by talking about this very chapter. I think it's chapter eight or something.
0: Yeah, chapter eight. Yeah, yeah.
1: Focus on the process. Uh, I think you've nailed it somehow by approaching our discussion while talking about this very subject, because uh, you know we're we're so obsessed by the the tangible. you, You know, like the quantitative. You know, like we're always aiming for numbers or, you know, and we've, somehow we've been raised like that, like many of us and socially this is like an obsession and somehow it has been a uh, polluting movement training and sports and, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm not I'm trying to be very careful there, not to be, uh, you know, bad mouthing. Sure, sure, sure Stuff. Sure. But I'm just going to give one example. Uh, I know many guys in CrossFit. They do, ex- you know, they know how to work properly. They're very, they're awesome guys, you know. Um, but some of them, they're just obsessed by numbers, and they're not into quality at all—quality of motion or sure. quality of movement. Sure. Actually, screwing their backs and stuff like right, that. right. <laughs> so once again. Just to be clear, I'm not saying this is all CrossFit people, you know, misbehaving or something. (laughs) This is just something we see often. And I think the most important thing is to actually be able to enjoy uh, the path and and sometimes even more than the destination itself because the destination, it's never, we never really get there. You know, somehow we can always improve. And even at some point, you know, now we're... You know, some of the listeners will be in their 20s, some in their 30s, 40s, maybe older and stuff. At some point, you get to a certain age, you know, what does it mean to be strong, right? Yes. You know, are you yes. going to do like strict muscle-ups, you know, like 5, 10 in a row at 75? I don't think so. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, yeah. But, But you know, like your goals are going to change, your body's going to change. You might as well enjoy the process. And it's funny that you that you uh, evoked my writing because obviously when I sit and I'm writing, I have an idea of the goal, you know. I, I know it's not I know it's gonna be a novel <laughs> <laughs> or not, you know, or you know, a book of about ninety or a hundred lessons or whatever uh-huh. Uh-huh. on a given subject. I know where I'm going. I'm not saying you should not have a direction. This is something completely different. Yeah. Direction is very important. Or direction. No, <laughs> you're from. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but a sense of direction is is about, is, is very important, obviously. Uh, but once you know where you're going, then just enjoy the path. And this is very important. And when I'm writing... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, please continue. Continue. Please continue.
1: Yes. Oh, it's just censoring, you know, when I... When I'm writing, I'm actually enjoying just sitting there. At, I was going to say that the type, the typing machine was the word, the old yeah, thing. It's yeah, a computer. Typing, I mean, it's yeah. a computer, guys. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm sitting in the computer, working on the keyboard and stuff, and I'm actually enjoying this and just imagining and or thinking I'm with somebody else or with one of my students. And this makes up for a very uh, personal kind of writing sometimes. Nice. It's like if you're sitting right there. I'm actually sharing stuff. This is a no approach, I call. But I think this is uh, of foremost importance, being present in the moment.
0: Such a good, you know, this is exactly what I love talking about, is, is that awareness and presence and being in the moment. And and I, I do think, you know, as I get older, I know that there are particular goals that I have. But like you said, it, it's being there and being present and appreciating the now and the main, the main thing being enjoyment and so when I was younger of course there are particular things, oh I want to get this or I want to be able to do a particular skill or whatnot. not and, and I think that had I gone, you know if I were able to go back when I was a little bit younger and say hey listen man you can enjoy what you're doing and it actually will help you to get to your goal in a better way, then, you know, would have been nice to have me there tapping myself on the shoulder telling me that. But it's very interesting for me to hear about your writing as well because when we talk about presence and and movement and, and what we're doing in our practice, a lot of people think that it's only about that movement practice but this applies to everything we do in life whether it be me talking with you right now not thinking about what I have going on the rest of the day um, you know me being involved and making sure that I listen to my daughter or what she's saying and, and enjoy that moment so focus on the process and that's what I really like about this particular chapter of your book and how you reference it as we get older you know whether you be your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, all the way to the 70s, we all have a different uh, route that we're going. And in your book, in another chapter, actually, it's uh, I'm looking at my notes here, uh, chapter 32. You talk about the most efficient route, and and I really like this because what might be efficient for me might not be efficient for you. And looking at what is really uh, good for each person could you could you expand a bit upon uh, on that concept
1: Uh, actually this is like something that comes up all the time in Paco discussions you know every time we talk about this oh what is it you know people don't know what really it is and we're trying to make up these elaborate definitions (laughs) and often we hear that you know Paco or Art de Mm déplacement It's all about moving from point A to point B in the most efficient manner. You know, this is like a phrase we hear very often.
0: All the time, yeah.
1: And, well, f- first of all, like I said, we might see, uh, how do you say, uh, shades of meanings or, you know, s- subtle differences between uh, parcours and, and then free running and then art de déplacement and all these things. But, you know, either way, it's really interesting to, to think about what really... What, what does it mean to move efficiently, you know? And when we ask that, questions, uh, that question, speed is mm. often the first criteria mm. that comes to mind, you know? Uh, roughly, you know, if you've got an obstacle, instead of skirting around it, or, you know, like, or, you know, you just vault over it, you know, and that's, yeah, that's fair enough, right? So speed is part of the answer, right? And then we say that economy, often comes next, yeah. you know instead of you know burning your energy and doing you know like a shit technique or not knowing how to get there yeah. and struggling and you know well you've got a proper technique and then you know you've got the body conditioning or you've got the strength and mobility and so forth to do things properly uh, in with economy. But to me that is not enough. Uh, to me speed and efficiency Are not enough for a movement or or anything really to be efficient. Um, And the example that I often give, if it were efficient, you know, if speed and economy was uh, was enough, then, then just think for example of this huge jump that would be super fast, you know, super quick and that would be somehow, somehow you you have the the leg power to do it you know without being exhausted if you do land it properly you know <laughs> but it would be so far that it would have like fifty percent chances of not working and you you know breaking a leg or something it's just like a stupid example it's very uh, trivial you say but mm. you know then that would not be efficient at all mm. so that leads us to a third element which would be uh, safety yeah. Or, you know, consistency or predictability or reliability, I like that. Uh, So to me, a good or a good or efficient vault or movement or technique or whatever could be done many times, many times in a row with consistent results. Uh, You know, we see kids sometimes they're doing like cool, flashy moves Uh that seem to rely for a large part on chance. Yes. You know, yeah. and that is not what I call a technique. I mean, they have to explore and it's fine and, yeah, you know, yeah. really, you know, but it's very different. So, that's that's three elements, but mm-hmm. to me it's not even enough because, you know, at the end we don't really care, you know, how long it's going to take you to make a rub and stuff like that. Sometimes you have to test yourself, right? You know, you could do a little competition with your friends or with yourself. It's fine, you know you have to to test your skills and and uh, new new movements all the time it It's important we do it all the time. a jump on a rail is either landed or not you know <laughs> you cannot, like do it halfway or something, so you have to test yourself, but somehow it will you know like moving from point a to point b in the fastest way possible will rarely be an issue mm. and we're having fun with with this because sometimes you know somehow we always hear this like but what if there was a zombie invasion or something (laughs) but you know yes what if you know maybe then athletes and you know like parkour people will have you know like a better chance of survival I don't know possibly but frankly this is this will uh, really be an issue Mm. and that is why this is so important to actually enjoy the process because that's what we do we actually train we training is repeating mostly, you know? And so it all comes down to what is the most efficient way because if people see us training in Art de deplacement you're gonna go like, guys, this is so not efficient. You're like walking backwards on all fours on a stairways or a staircase. <laughs> you know, like, This is not efficient. I yeah. better climb it regularly or take the, you know, the elevator or something. The most efficient way is the most efficient way for you. Uh, And what I mean by there is the most efficient way is whichever one, you know, whichever one here and now at your point of life or at your point in your training for that day, whichever way will make you grow the most, you know, you and your training partners, because it's not just about you. you So it's whatever way will bring you joys and challenges and rewards. So that's, what we should think of when we think of the most efficient way—if it's not bringing any challenges, if it's not bringing any rewards and joys—and you know, then you know it's not efficient training anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Absolutely wonderful. I, I completely agree. And and you bring up a very good point there of community, and and this is also something, of course, you know, that you have now. You, I'm going to bring this up right now. Is is you have your new. Your new page that you've created called "Meaning and Motion," and a big thing about this is the community. And and you know, in your book, you discuss this a lot. It's it's similar to martial art in the sense that when you do parkour, when you move, you are the one who has to do it. But it's not just about you; it's about the people around you and giving back and being a better version of yourself for someone uh, and Talk a little bit about, about meaning and emotion, and uh, let us know uh, what's going on with that.
1: Well, the community aspect, first of all, is, is so important to what we do uh, in Art de Déplacement. And maybe, and I'm trying to be very careful, here because so many people in English-speaking speaking countries for one thing, but many people around the globe uh, will use parkour, Mm. you know, because that's the word they heard. Even me, yeah, that's, yes, yes, yeah. I mean, you know, that's probably easier to pronounce or translate or Mm. somehow to to use, um, probably easier than, you know, or something, right? And, but in some cases, uh, parkour would be more, more akin to a sport in some cases I'm trying to be very careful there because I know countless awesome people who are really into community and you know like they have this incredible heart you know packed with love and you know helping each other all the time and they've got the right spirit so don't get me wrong please but some some places I travel sometimes and what I see is all about the ego and that's Mm so different mm. that's so different than from what we actually do in out the plasma and in quebec and a bunch of places in france and all around the world to an actual community that understood what it was about it's not just a sport sport is fine it's good you know but it's very different it's a discipline that is uh, more rich than just mm. than just a sport okay and uh, sometimes say i go to a a given city, and people are going to say, hey, we're like 50 guys, we're meeting, you know, like every week or something, you know. This is a huge community, and they're really proud using that word, community. But once you get there, what you see is actually, like, one super athlete doing these massive feats and crazy big-ass jumps. It's very good. And, you know, and 49 kids just, like, clapping, and you know, being... Shy because you know they don't know what to do. Nobody's nobody's there to help them. And stuff. This is not a community. This is an illusion of a community. And furthermore, we have to understand where it comes from. Add déplacement, or ADD, as we wow. often call here. Um, it comes back to the Yamakasi founders. Okay, Yamakasi. Uh, you know you're in Japan right now. I can tell. Uh, People often just assume it comes from Japanese because yeah. it kind of sounds like yeah, you yeah, yeah, and Yama means mountain, yeah, you know. Like yeah, yeah. at first, I thought it had something to do with the climbing and stuff. Years ago, it actually comes from a um, from Congo, you oh, know.
0: Yeah,
1: please, like it's a it's a language called Lingala, yeah. and it means uh, strong body, strong spirit, strong human being, you know, and their definition of strength because many of the Yamakasi founders actually became good friends. Their definition of strength is so inspiring. So inspiring. I mean, I remember once I was with Chabel, one of the Yamakasi founders. We were in Paris at the time, and we were in a in a cafe. And somehow this uh, this moment got stuck in me. Like, it it's, was really inspiring. And he, he just told me, he looked at me, and he was like, you know... The day you're into a car accident and, you know, like, you can't walk, you know, and your doctor tells you it's, it's you're just not going to walk ever again and that's it. From now on, this is your life. You know, what's strength? W- what is strength, really? You know? Like, you're not going to be able to do these crazy lists. you know, but you can be super strong anyway, right? Yeah. So, And this might sound like a trivial example once again, but I think this is really important to understand the meaning of strength. Because from, if you understand the meaning of strength properly, then the meaning of community will mm-hmm. become very clear. Strength in their, the vision of the Yamakasi founders was, I'm not becoming stronger for myself. I'm becoming stronger to help my friends become stronger, right? Uh, to uh, uplift them yes. and uphold the community. Yes. And it was really a thing about family back in the times. One of the guys, Jan, uh, Jan Notra, he comes from the... Um, from some islands where, you know, like it was a family thing. He actually had to, to climb trees to get coconuts and stuff like that and carry, you know, the younger kids on his back and things like that. And it was, that was it. You had to be strong in order to help your brothers and sisters. And and it was tied with the notion of community. Strength was always tied with the notion of community. Always. Until recently, you know, like some people made. Like a more competitive approach or something like that, which can be healthy in some regards, but somehow it became really for many people all about the ego. Sure. And somehow I don't care if you can jump like one foot further away from me. It's not going to happen too often. But that's what that will definitely happen because you travel, you meet people, they're stronger. You right. Know? You meet right. stronger people all the time. Right. I was just kidding. Right. Stronger people are everywhere. So I don't care. Anymore. It's all about what you can do, how you behave, you know? It doesn't matter if you can lift you know, something crazy and can't help a friend when he's in need, right? Or even help a stranger if he needs yeah. something. So community is super important. And in that regard, meaning emotion, what is that? <laughs> it's just, I've launched it, I say platform, I don't know if that's an accurate term, but anyway, I've launched a, this platform called Meaning in Motion uh, in order to promote the relationships between uh, athletics and ethics. To me, this this is like the perfect rhyme ever, you know? Athletics and ethics, or, you know, the relationships between um, strength and mindfulness, you know? Or, you know, between movement and spirituality. And I'm being careful there, obviously. Spirituality is, it doesn't have to be religious, or, right, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Like, I come from a Tibetan Buddhist background oh, I've been sitting with Tibetan nice. teachers and you know it really influenced my uh, my outlook and uh-huh. the way my philosophy and Paco and everything but it doesn't have to be religious obviously yeah. and I want to promote these, all these relationships like I said movement and mindfulness and so forth and uh, to do so well there's the website which is meaning meaning dash in-motion.com. Uh, there's a Facebook page you know facebook.com slash meaning emotion Uh, but there's a newsletter and the newsletter it's entirely free obviously we just share a bunch of advice and inspiration of the day and things like that it's a good one yeah I like it Yeah. well thanks Well, you know I'm encouraging people to sign up because they get like this free journal like the mindful Mm -hmm. movers journal they're going to be uh, it's going to be upgraded every once in a while. It's just a tool; you don't have to use it. But there's a bunch of ideas in there. There's also a free uh, short ebook, actually called "Meaning in Motion," uh-huh. yeah. um, which you can find on iTunes and you know Barnes and Novels and Indigo and all those places. Uh, it's free. It's super short, but it can give you ideas as to how to um, practice mindfulness exercises and combine it with your art, whatever whatever your art is. It could be you know kettlebell Uh or yoga or running but i'm sure you're going to find at least a couple of ideas in there that can be helpful hopefully
0: yeah it's wonderful and and i'm again just so happy that that you know i can be a part of this as well and and it was really i was very surprised when you asked me to uh, be a part of your book you know because i i'm not you know some well-known kind of you know guy in the add community or anything but um i do enjoy moving a little bit though so you know that's what i like doing that. Is there any advice that you would give we're going to wrap it up here in a little bit but there's any any advice that you would give to our listeners out there who want to gain more awareness in whatever they're doing what is the one thing that they could start doing today that would help them that you think Big question.
1: There, There's one thing, uh, often enough, slowing down is precisely what we need. It's like one of the s- most simple and yet maybe the most useful advice, slowing down. And that applies, once again, to many things in life. You know, when you're in a rush and when you're so busy, this is often, strangely enough, the time you need to, to relax the most yeah. <laughs> and the time you need to slow down in order to see things uh, with more clarity and so forth. So, but this is very true when it comes to movement training, because I see people all the, all the time, either, either uh, say teenagers or, you know, younger people, it doesn't matter, or even in their 20s or 30s, it doesn't matter. Like very powerful people, like naturally, they've got like powerful legs or they've got like a lot of energy and stuff. And they they want to go like doing the massive jumps and stuff. And it's fine, I mean, you have lots of energy, you have somehow to, you know, you have to move. It's fine, it's actually a very healthy thing to to do, wanting to move. But learning to slow down will also help you to develop a better technique. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the landing often is neglected, Mm -hmm. you know, all the phases of the of an actual vault or of an actual technique is, are often neglected. We just, th- we just think about the clearing, right? About the actual, you know, few seconds, we are in midair and this feels so nice and then we get excited and we have a shit landing, you know? <laughs> so learning to slow down might help these guys, but it might also help, you know, some people we see them in classes in Quebec there, they're not necessarily into sports or training, you know. Some of them might have, you know, a bit of weight they would like to lose, or they're not, you know, they're a bit shy. They're not super at ease in their body. And you know what, guys? It's it's entirely fine too. You know, you're gonna find your own rhythm. You can actually enjoy whatever progress you're making. Once again, like we said, it's not about the the, the destination, right? It's about the process. So even these guys can slow down, and Slowing down is not laziness. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Mm-hmm. I just want to point that out. It's not laziness. It's about mindfulness. So one of the best um, cue that I can give to people when it comes to slowing down is uh, uh, using the sense of touch. As, as stupid as it may sound, okay, uh, one just have to remember that. Um, the human body, right, or the human being uh, finds different sorts of food, right? We say food, but obviously we think of, uh, you know, like actual food, you know, like fruits or, you know, but we actually feed on, feed on or feed upon.
0: A feed upon that. or feed on depends on what... On what
1: feed you, upon yeah. ideas to okay, yeah. you know, relationships okay. and, you know, well... It might sound a bit esoteric, but what I'm saying is that uh, in order to be healthy and happy, we have different types of foods, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, Textures, yeah, you know? Yeah. Textures, this, the, whatever you can actually feel with your sense of touch, is of foremost importance. It gives you a lot of information about the, ro- the world around you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We're, this is, we're always talking about the visual nowadays, right? And there's a lot of noise and somehow we seem to forget how important uh, textures are, you know. And that's why at some point we see tree augurs, you yeah. know, like, to gardening at some point in their life, you know, like, oh, I want to garden. I didn't know I had a passion for gardening. It's just that because somehow something's missing, right? Yeah. And they need to touch stuff. And in art du déplacement, but almost any kinds of training, you know, this is a foremost importance, and we will often skip that. So, in Arte de Plasma, often we start with uh, what we call QMs or mm, quadruple yeah. movements, yeah. you'd call. Yeah. You know, walking in all fours yeah. or all three, you know. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh-huh. And just feeling how the ground, you know, feels and the concrete and the wood and stuff is super important. And really feeling how your weight shifts, you know, and even when you do a, a regular, you know, like a step vault or a monkey vault or a kong vault or whatever on a bar. Feeling, getting that feeling is of foremost importance. So, yeah, slow down, get the feeling.
0: <laughs> love it. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Well, you know what? We're going to have to end it here, but I really want to get you on the show again. And so, next time we can go into some more topics in depth. Uh, with that in mind, for those of you listening, please send some questions. If you've got some questions that you would love to ask Vincent next time, please send those away. Also, comments. We love to get comments from all of you. Uh, let us know what you think about this as well. Keep listening, keep feeling, slow things down, and enjoy the process. Thank you so much for being here with us. Nice Thanks see you. Thank
1: me. you. Appreciate it.
0: For more great info, join us over at gmb.io, and be sure to check us out on iTunes and you